Are we into John Wick Chapter 4? Stay tuned for a special sneak peek of our Patreon-exclusive show, What We're Into. If you want to keep up with the show and check out our continuing coverage of stuff like Ted Lasso Season 3 and the final season of The Flash, you can do that over at patreon.com slash answers. everybody and welcome to what we're into this is the show where rox and i talk about the things that we can't fit into the main show but this is a special one because this one is actually going out to the the people at home this is going to go public if you this is the show where rox and i talk about stuff like last of us we're going to talk about ted lasso this week we're talking about john wick chapter four um so if you want to check out this show, uh, our continuing coverage of things like the flash uh you're going to want to do that over at patreon.com slash only stupid answers but let's dive right into it starting with the season finale of the last of us look for the light a pregnant anna places her trust in a lifelong friend later joel and ellie near the end of their journey roxy what were your thoughts yeah. on the season finale of last of us i'm very excited because you have not played the games correct no i haven't i thought that this was excellent i was so excited about it i saw your tweets those made me really sad I don't feel the same way you do, DJ. Wait, what did I tweet? What did I say? <laughs> how evil How evil Joel is. Oh, yeah, Joel fucking sucks. Joel's the yeah, fucking worst. <laughs> that's what you tweeted. Yeah. Um, so I, I love it. I thought it. you were saying I tweeted that I didn't like it. I'm like, no, that would have never tweeted that. <laughs> no, you said he sucks and he's the worst yeah. and I am Joel. And I think many of us are Joel. Yeah, but um, that would be wrong. That would be the, that would be the oh, wrong it would decision. Be, it, it's wrong, but it's human. And I don't think it makes you suck or the worst. I think it makes like, it's a bad, it's a horrible thing to do. Yeah. It's awful. Um, It's so relatable and understandable. It's the same age old adage, you know, of the train is coming. Would you save the one person you love or a hundred strangers? And well, it's not a hundred strangers. It's a billion people. But yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, and I and I do think this is one of the moments where I think the show could have benefited from it, like it's done in previous episodes. Kind of expound. This is basically almost beat for beat what happens in the game, except that. And I do think this makes things kind of tricky. Ellie's unconscious when they're found found by the fireflies, and she never wakes up until Joel saves her. So for people that haven't watched the episode, do that. Uh, don't listen to us talk about it. Go watch the episode. It's fucking good. Um, but basically, they finally Joel and Ellie finally get to their destination. Um, and Ellie is immune to cordyceps and they're going to uh, try and create a vaccine out of it but because cordyceps grows in the brain it's going to kill her um, as we've been seeding throughout the entire series Joel oh, not a good dude um, and that part of Joel the uh, comes out and he murders a whole hell of a lot of people to save Ellie but I think more importantly is that he does not he makes the choice for her. So I've had a lot of people like you. Yeah, Rossi, that's the like, biggest. Pro that's definitely the problem. Is is that people are like, well, no, he loved Ellie. It's like, well, no, he didn't do this for Ellie. And I think okay, the show does a good job making that clear. He doesn't do this however, for Ellie. He does it for himself. However, yeah. DJ, however. Yes. Yeah. There was no conversation prior. He was knocked out. And mm -hmm. then when he wakes up, she's under. Yes. The, he did not have the opportunity prior mm -hmm. to have a conversation and have her make the choice. The yes. choice has already been made for her by Marlene. Yes. 
And that is so, also that was also a mistake on her part. Huge but, mistake on but, her part. But completely. people should wait, not. Wait, wait, let me finish. Oh, sorry, let sorry. me finish. So please let finish. me finish. Please finish. Let me finish. So at that point, he has the choice either to wake her up and get her choice, mm-hmm. or let her die. Yes. Um, those are the two options. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you wake her up to get her choice without murdering people. Yeah. Feels like that's not an option. So he kills everybody to wake her up, which almost eliminates her choice because there the people who are going to do it are all dead. Mm-hmm. It's not until she looks at him and says what happened and he lies that really I felt like Ooh, that was the wrong thing to do. Now she doesn't know. Because here's the thing. He knows what her choice would be. She very specifically said to him, this needs to be worth something. I'm basically willing to do whatever it takes. He knows. So if he tells her the truth, and he knows this, if he tells her the truth, she's going to hate him for it. Because she should. (laughs) Afterwards. However, you feel like beforehand she had expressed clearly enough let me die. Yeah, clearly enough. Like, listen, she should have been given. Uh, uh, I. This is a moment where I think they could have expounded more because in the game, it, it functions basically in the game, but it's a very icky feeling in the game. Like you've been working so, you've been playing out even more hours than the hour of the show to get to this point, and then you're blowing it all up because of Joel. It's a very, and I think the act of playing it conveys that better than maybe just showing it. And I think the, I think the show could have done more to expound of reminding like. Technically, the fireflies are the good guy. Like, like having moments like maybe Joel seeing these people on his way down. Whatever. I'm not going to rewrite the fucking show. Um, yes, I think she expresses. We know what choice she would have made, and something that I think the show has done an excellent job of doing. For me, what I get out of this show is that is a meditation on letting go. We've seen throughout the show on the town Jackson, on Bill and Frank, on that indigenous couple whose name I can't remember. People who are able to let go of the world that was actually kind of do okay in this world it's the people that try it's fedra it's the fireflies it's it's these people that try and scrape back whatever they can and we see that and i think that is ultimately exemplified in joel because joel's not even doing this for he's doing not doing this for ellie he's doing it for his dead daughter (laughs) he's doing it he's doing it for himself if he was able to let go of the his daughter being gone and what the situation that he finds himself in with Ellie, because he's not even saving Ellie's life. I'm not going to spoil the sequel, but all he's doing is not is not just protracting this cycle of violence for the entire planet, but very specifically for himself and Ellie. This decision ruins their lives, <laughs> um, and and because and and it's and I think that's what we've seen through the show. If if you're unable to let go and accept loss. All you're doing is prolonging suffering for yourself and everyone around you. And and I think that's the ultimate example here. And I think the in the game, Joel, because it's not Pedro Pascal, Joel's a much more terse character. And But I, I think what they find here is also interesting because I found it almost pathetic when uh, in this show, when he's walking with Ellie and he's like, yeah, yeah, I think you and my daughter would have been friends. It's like, fuck no, Joel, you just said yourself how different they are. I don't know if you know how teenagers work, but usually if you're that different, you're not going to be like BFFs, man. Like that's just not, it's you're delusional uh, because, because you're trying to justify your decisions and you were wrong. You were wrong. It was the wrong call. Um, so for well, what, me, what do you think he should have done? I you think- wake up and you find out 
you're Joel, you wake up and you find out that Ellie is about to die and it was knocked out. Yeah. What do you do? Um, I think you push to have, for one, I, I do think that it's, it's this way in the game and it's this way in the show too. I think the nature of having, it's trickier and whatever, it doesn't matter. I don't need, we don't have time for me to get on this. Anyway, I think you try and push for a conversation about letting, making her choose. I get why, um, uh, Marlene doesn't because it's like, what choice is there? If, if she says no, we're still going to do it because we've got to save fucking humanity. Um, I think, I think you have to accept, um, the loss. You have to accept the loss and and the and the acceptance of humanity. Truthfully, I think the the other thing is, if I'm Marlene, I'm not letting fucking Joel go. I'm fucking killing him. No, of she, course you she don't even, let him go. Yeah, she they... even specifically says, "Our last reminder of how much of an asshole Joel used to be." You're the last. She says to him, "You're the last person I wanted to be in debt to." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, you fucking just, kill you fucking kill Joel. Sorry, everybody. Just, there's no conversation to be had because Marlene is the one who took that away. You know, yeah. like there are already so I, I do feel for Joel that he is already on borrowed time. Yeah. She's already KO'd, you know, yeah. like we didn't even give him the chance to do the right thing at first. Yeah. I and don't get me wrong. I actually think this is incredibly compelling storytelling. This, for me, I think most of the narrative of the game is not that interesting until this moment. And I think it, Joel's decision is very human, and that's what makes it so tragic and 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 so dark. Um, I just also think it's wrong. Uh, I also think it's wrong, and I think it's selfish. And I think, unfortunately, I think the show and the story and the game definitely understands this is wrong and selfish. Um, and that's what makes it so interesting. So this isn't me showing, I'm saying bad show. It's like, no, good show, good job. Um, it's just, Joel sucks. <laughs> DJ, when did the Last of Us second video game come out? When when did it come out? Yes. Uh, I want to say twenty either 2022 or 2021. Somebody in the chat can let okay. me know. A couple so years ago. So let me, uh, if you don't want anything spoiled for you about the video game at all, then tune out for one second. Yes. Because this is something that I just... Uh, you and I have been doing the show together for a long time. Yes. Here's what I know. Okay. Prior to the last of us having a TV show. Yes. We were talking about what we're into. Uh -huh. And you said to me, I'm really into this video game, the last of us. Yeah. Um, but you know, people are being sexist as fuck about it because in the first video game, it's a first person shooter game where it's, you're it's Joel. A third person shooter, but, but, oh, yeah, but you're, but you're playing Joel. Yeah. That you're playing Joel. Yeah. In the second video game, you're playing Ellie, and people are being really sexist about that because there's also this other girl that you play who's like a very big girl, and people are just yeah. being sexist. Yeah. You said that to me years ago. Yes. Prior to this being a show. Yes. So my assumption this entire time- Did I ruin the show for you? <laughs> no, I have no idea. My okay. assumption this entire time is that Joel was going to die in this finale. Okay. Because- you told me you go from playing Joel to playing Ellie. So I felt a completely different wave of relief in this finale mm -hmm. of I knew for a fact Joel was going to die. Yeah. And so like when he doesn't die previous in the previous week, I'm like, oh, my God, they're really dragging this out. Like, what did he get? Some kind of like poisoning or whatever. And and then he lives and saves her. And I'm like, OK, but now I'm like, so do they kill him in the off season? Like. How are we going to get to, and I don't know, maybe in the second video game, and the, don't tell me. I won't. But maybe in the second video game, Joel is alive. You're just not playing as him. It's very much or, a possibility. 
or maybe he's dead and we don't ever show it, discuss, or there's flashbacks or whatever. But when we pick up in season two, Joel's gone and dusted. And I'm like, that's a weird fucking choice. So it was bizarre, DJ, because I have no knowledge of this game other than remembering this is what you were into years ago. Mm -hmm. And you told me how sexist people were being. Yes. So like I literally prepared myself this entire time Mm -hmm. for Joel to die in the finale. Yeah. And I kept saying to people, yeah, I know what happens in the finale. Mm -hmm. And then when this happened, I was like, Oh, is that different than the video game? And then I looked it up and it wasn't. And I was like, maybe I misremembered what DJ said. No, like, you didn't. Uh, I, listen, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything. What was I? Gonna, uh, Pedro Pascal should be back unless they decide to do something different. He should be back for season two. Okay. The end. That's all I'm going to say. Um, okay. But, cool, but I, this whole time I thought we were going to fucking um, Ned Starkin. No. Yeah. And, and I will say, I think the I think the narrative storyline wise, Part two is better than part one for the for by and large. It continues the the complexities from this finale and the and the moral ambiguity and it gets murkier um, from there. And I think it does a really good exploration of the the fallout from violence. I will say there is a very specific reason. I don't know if you noticed it, Roxy, but we spent a long long time on a shot of the dead doctor. That is because it is important. <laughs> that doctor that he killed, that's important uh, for part two. Um, so the end on okay. that, I don't want to spoil. And God, fuck, I hope that uh, the season two, we don't have to wait like two to three years for it because I don't want to sit on what happens in the second game for too long. It was it was so hard, Roxy. Like when in episode three, when Bill... Bill leaves that message for Joel of like, yeah, man, find your person and fuck everybody else. I really want to talk about like, that's actually a really bad message for Joel. Don't give Joel that message. <laughs> it should be, no, save as many people as you can, Joel. Don't just choose one person and fuck everybody else. Don't tell him, don't say that. Um, I And I wanted to, they seeds throughout the show that kind of set up like all the times we mentioned, like how bad Joel used to be. It's like, oh, well, we're going to see bad Joel at the end. Like, I want to talk about it. I don't have to wait that long for part two. Uh, so also the uh, actress that is Ellie's mom in the opening sequence, the pregnant lady, um, is Ashley Johnson, who plays Ellie in the game. And it is a testament. It's a reminder of how good the casting is because seeing Ashley Johnson Holy this, shit, they looked identical. They look alike and they and their mannerisms are and it's like, yeah, cause cause that's right, because Bella Ramsey's playing the same character from the game, but she's doing such a good job that it's like, yeah, it's the same character. Like you feel it. Like, of course this is her mom, because they're the same. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, really cool that in this season Troy Baker had a role and um Ashley Johnson had a role, yeah. you know, like that this OG cast. That is very, very cool. And it must be such a wild full circle moment for Ashley to be playing her own mother. Like, yes. Yeah. Great moment. Also, Laura Bailey, who plays an important character in part two, played a nurse in oh, cool. the thing, which also matters if you know part two. I'm not gonna say any more about that. Let's uh real quickly. Um he did keep the nurses alive. He did yes, yes. Yes, he did, yes. Um which is interesting when he, he kills Marlene. And she points out to him when he's like, you didn't give her a choice. And she's like, bitch, you didn't give him a, give her a choice either, man. <laughs> fucking, fucking cool. We can figure this out, man. Uh, yeah, but also, when she says we can figure this out, we know that at that point she's going to dust him if he says. The, the, um, also important because I think this is, this is a part where I'm glad they expounded upon it. Where, because in the game she mentions that she has more of a history with Ellie than even Joel does. 
And so I'm glad they included the flashback because it, it, it helps cement that like, yeah, no, when she says I understand, she's not talking out of her ass. She understands, you know? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mandalorian season three episode three the convert you didn't like this one what did you think Roxy um I actually don't love that it was like full-blown not an episode of Mandalorian for most of it yeah because I I was a little interested but then I'm more interested I'm very interested in the storyline of Katie Sackoff and the Mandalorian and when you wear your helmet when you don't and them saying you can leave anytime mm-hmm. I'm intrigued by that and m- the merging of these Mandalorian I'm going to call them tribes that's not the right word though it works but, yeah like, I get it the Mandalorian groups clans um, whatever I don't do they have yeah, any? whatever <laughs> I don't know whatever they are and like can you become one with people who have different um ideas of how to practice your isms yeah and i i'm really intrigued by all of that and what katie sackoff's character is gonna bo katan's gonna do yeah and i i like all that we spent like more than half the episode yeah the bulk on- of the episode with scientist guy and soldier yes. lady <laughs> and i was like i think that big star wars fans like this and care about this I, as a casual fan who loves Star Wars but is not, was kind of just like, huh? like I always know that the story is not that compelling to me. When I'm like, this acting is very good. Like I was thinking <laughs> about like the other elements of you're, the show. You're like that practical alien dude on the subway tr- crane looks cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this was definitely not my favorite episode. I didn't dislike it by any means, but you know, like you feel your mind wandering. You're like, go to check your text messages and your email because you're yeah. just like, no, oh, this does not captivate me right now. Here's something I can hope. I hope you can help me with. I thought it was fine because I thought what we were doing was, hey, here's how the First Order came about. Here's why the Empire didn't go away because these people – I do have a question. How – this isn't even the question I want to ask you, but like they make a point like, yeah, the Imperial – former Imperialists are reincorporated in society. It's like, wait, the Empire was the whole galaxy. Isn't everybody a former Imperialist? Whatever. Um, I, it doesn't matter. Um, so I thought we were doing, hey, Secret Origin of the First Order until – Spoilers for The Mandalorian. She betrays him. And I don't know what the show's trying to... I don't know why she did that. And I don't know what the show's trying to convey to me. Do you think that we're going to pick up with them next week? I would like to say yes. But the first episode made a big deal about Mandalorian trying to resurrect IG-11. And then just seemingly dropped. Just entirely dropped it. (laughs) Because I don't have an answer for you yet. Um, Okay. But do you you think we're going to... Is this like, hey, stay tuned? Or is it like, that's the entire story we wanted to tell? (laughs) I kind of feel like it's that's the entire story we wanted to tell. Which I think is very confusing if that is what they choose. Because it's like, I'm with you where I was just like... What was what am I supposed to get out of that? I don't think I got what I was supposed to get. And maybe the biggest Star Wars nerds did get it. Yeah. But I was kind of like, wait, so she did that. And what are the implications of that? Yeah. Because the only thing I can if 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 this is a to be continued, the only thing I can think of, because we we talk about how Moff Gideon is still around the bad guy from the previous seasons. 
And so maybe he wanted this guy's equipment. And so she used him to get it. But then wouldn't you want the guy who knows how to use the equipment? Like, wouldn't, why would you, I, I presume she mind wiped him. I don't know what happens when you crank a mind flare up to the top, whatever, but I assume it's not good things. I'm assuming, I'm assuming it doesn't improve his disposition. Um, so I don't know. And couldn't you have just gotten, if you knew where it was, couldn't you just have gotten, could you just have cleaned out that lab? Just got everything. If you didn't need him. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know what, the, is it just, we're trying to say, hey, she's evil still. Okay. I don't know what that means to me if we're not going to pick up with her again later. I like that actress. She was in Ant-Man 3. I like that actress. And I liked him too. They were both very good. Yes. Did you, whenever the glasses scientist was on, did you ever think Hector Navarro? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they do. They have a similar vibe sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was just wondering if it's just me. All right. This one we don't need to spend a lot of time on. Let's go to The Flash, episode, uh, season nine, episode six. The good, the bad, and the lucky. Roxy, you texted me about this before I watched it. And God, honestly, Dude, God bless you. It. God bless I you. Couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't help it. I was like, I need to let DJ know what's ahead right now. Um, This is what I texted you. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me again why I don't use my powers to take these scumbags to Dreamtown. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I texted you later in the episode and I refused to rewind to see if this is what happened. It sounded like a character said, it's everything but the roast chicken. And I'm like, ah, uh, uh, what, uh, what, what? Yeah, we what's so uh in this episode, let's see what the summary says. Barry and Iris prepare for a new life. Cecile takes no. on a case involving no, they don't, involving a string of unfortunate and highly unexpected events. Chester and the team work on Keon. God damn it, Keon. We find out fucking Keon's not is Keon a fucking alien? What the fuck is going on with Keon? Anyway. She's not uh, she's not a metahuman, but she's not a human. human. Okay. What does that mean? Um and why You know what I thought? She was, was a person with ice powers before. Why is she psychic now? <laughs> And she made it snow. Yeah. Um, uh, and by the point is, for those that don't remember, I had to look it up. Uh, luck changing powers person from season yeah. four. Okay. I was like, what did my text to you say? Yeah. Cecile Allegra yeah. and this girl who I think I'm supposed to remember, but don't. Yeah. She's from season four. And as I mentioned in the episode, she was killed in season four. So not only do we have to reintroduce this character, we have to explain how the crisis event brought her back to life, which they imply she's like, I guess she just got lucky, which kind of implies that her powers exist beyond the grave. Anyway, I don't. And, and ah. why? Why did we need to bring her back? So here's my, and this continue, you include this in the text. This continues our continuing thread of what does Cecile, what does Cecile have on the showrunners of The Flash that this is her show now? And this is now her show. This She's is holding her show. the show hostage. Yes. And, and what I want to know is you're doing your la the last season of your show. And and you're like, yeah, man, we have time for like one following our our, our C listers. Let's just have these. And here's I, I, the only explanation you can find for this is that okay, maybe listen, Stephen Amell is not cheap, maybe, and you've got cameos for the finale, so we got to save money, but we have an episode order. Why? But why? Why this? Why is this? Why is this the choice you make? Why is this? 
Also, how did the casino work at the end? They were just in an upper room. And by, the buffet looked like trash, by the way. And the, the casino thing was the dumb. Like, so she's just in this upper room. And the guy comes over and says, everything all right over here? Yeah. And then I, There's not security like, at this casino? And also, were the people kidnapping her the casino? What What's happening? Were the people kidnapping her in the casino? Why is she just able to be the person giving cards? Like, yeah. Don't you? Is isn't that dealer, a job like, that you that you vet? <laughs> And then when they see that that um, what the fuck's her name Allegra yes. and Cecile are downstairs and they're like what are they doing here? like isn't it a casino and it looked like like a lunch break room at a yes. retirement home yes. it, 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 this was the episode that I found the most egregious so far agreed because, because what this show is not mm-hmm. is the Flash yes. Yes. We are now watching a show that is no longer called The Flash. The Flash is not in this episode. Mm-mm. Like it, the fact that that what did that inter- when you just said the description of the episode it said Iris and The Flash Barry, I, Barry and Iris prepare for a new life, which means bullshit. they're not in the episode. <laughs> oh shit. They're yeah. preparing for a new life off screen. Yeah. Until the very end. Like this is not a Flash show. It's not an Iris show. It's not even a Joe show. Yeah. It's certainly not a Cisco show. It's not a Caitlyn show. This is a Cecile, yeah. Allegra, Chester, and Keanu. What's her name? Keon. Keon. Yeah. I I can't just remember what I read about the showrunner where he's like, sorry guys, we wanted to do like a Legends, like do like a send off to the Legends, but we didn't have time in these episodes to do it. And I'm like, for this? <laughs> for this was what you chose over. How about listen, listen, Barry and Iris aren't gonna be in this episode. Let's bring out back Katie Lots for an episode. Let's just have let's blow our money on a cameo for the episode that Barry and Iris don't want. They don't they want to film less episodes, so let's save them. <laughs> Make it in one room. Have no CGI. Yeah. I don't give like if you if you have say your episode budget here is say it's $150,000. Yes. I literally want you to write a check to Melissa Benoist mm-hmm. or Katie Lotz yes. or, or both if you any, can. <laughs> or both of you for $149,000 and stick them in a black box or a white box, whatever. Yeah. You listen. And have the, it, you have the collider set. They're stuck there for the reasons. The entire episode is that they are there alone trying to get out. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yes. Like, I don't need you to spend money on grod which you clearly didn't because he looked like shit Mm -hmm. i don't need whatever this casino thing is you don't need to get somebody back who died in episode four like i don't need any of it stick them in star labs and don't move them bottle episode them do whatever you have to do so that the star of the show is not cecile she's a very good actress this has nothing to do with her yeah the show is called the flash yeah, it's called The Flash. Also, uh, or maybe, listen, if you're dedicated to making the Cecile thing work, have her save the legends. Have her be the one that saves the legends. I'll I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I what is Cecile's power? Uh, mind stuff. So why can she make this bottle of alcohol move and like... Because now that's what... Apparently what we learned in a previous season is now she's uh, psychokinetic. Also, here's what confused me. Apparently what happened in the previous episode that I missed is that Joe is now living away from that was the decision that was made is that Joe and their daughter are living someplace else now, but Cecile is staying. I was like, Oh, was that what, was that what we decided? That's a weird choice. We could listen 
Again, Can nothing against this actress, but we could have Cecile just go with them. I don't know if anybody's watching this show for Cecile. Question for you. Yes. Are they going to make Daniel Panabaker some kind of a religious thing? Um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to guess alien. It's either alien. It's alien. I'm going to guess alien. I don't know why or how or what that means. I think some kind of an angel thing, which is why she knows the pregnancy and that'd be fucking weird for the, for even for this show, that would be fucking wild. But at this point I wouldn't put it past them. I wouldn't put it past them. Why did it's like every wrong decision. It's like, you were going to have, why are you, why are you even doing this to Daniel? Just have her be frost, man. Just have her be Caitlin snow or frost and save yourself some time and energy. Why the fuck are we Can doing I say this? Something mean? Yes. I have something mean to say. DJ, truly and genuinely, this is so mean, and I never say this. I hate this show. <laughs> it's not good. It's wildly bad. Yeah. This like, where is Iris? Mm-hmm. She's pregnant. See, they're going off. They're having a honeymoon for a week. What? The fuck? Yeah. Are there your two leads didn't even want to be in one of the final episodes of the show? <laughs> so cool. So listen, for time purposes, let's roll on to something we did like. Let's go over to yeah. Ted Lasso, season three, episode one, smells like mean spirit. The newly promoted AFC Richmond face mockery as pundits predict they'll finish dead last. Yeah, um, I'm excited to have a feel good show back. Yes. I didn't think that this episode was as strong as some of the other episodes or Agreed. premieres, but still good. I love the stuff with the sewer um, and like let it flow through you like shit, you know. Uh, the th- my biggest, you know, DJ as our resident lover of love, shipper of ships. Yes. My yeah. my biggest issue right now, and I get it, all shows have to throw this wrench in the, the wrench in the plan, and I do understand, but Keely and Roy are like the heart for me, and I love them together, and I don't want to go through an entire season three of them not together. Especially since the last one, the last like, season. I just don't want, is do, that true? Yeah. Wow. Do you think it, want it. do you think that it is really because of work or do you think there's something else that they're not being honest about? Like well, we just, saw last season they were fighting about different things and you know, like yeah. um, I think it's all that, but I I think that they need to be together and they're gonna get back together. And it's just like I don't really want to spend the whole season of them apart when some of the most beautiful moments of the show are them together. Um you know, and I love like that moment last season where they're talking to um, Rebecca mm-hmm. and, you know, they meet that guy of hers and they're like, he's fine, but you deserve like, it should be like fireworks. And, and Roy and Keely are. And when his niece is like, you're making a mistake. And it's like, yeah, we all know you're making a mistake. This is so annoying. Yeah. I uh, also, it was fucking brutal when she's like, oh, you know, it's, it's okay. It's, a, you know, uh, yeah, people can't, uh, a lot of relationships can't last one work change, let alone two. And yeah. listen, my parents divorced a long time ago. So I learned at a young age, things don't last forever. Ah! Ah! <laughs> Wrong lesson. Yeah. That's not the takeaway from this little girl. Um, uh, but I like yeah, I like the, the, the roller too. Yeah, I like the roller coaster there where it's where it felt like oh no this kid gets it and then she like takes it to the lesson she got out of me like oh no. Oh. <laughs> um, oh, also, wait is Nate the 
the one that was the assistant and is now yes. the villain. I know yeah. people didn't like Nate that. the Great. Nate the Great. I know that people didn't really like that last season. However, I think this is a really smart way. I mean, because this is this is how insecurity manifests it, itself in some people. Like a lot of the most vicious people are just deeply, deeply insecure. And so I actually yeah. think it's really smart. I and I think they're handling it in a way that makes it makes it like, yeah, he's a bad dude, but also like you get the pain that this is coming from and there's the hope that like he'll learn that like Damn, this dude's fucking using you dude he's just trying to get back at his fucking wife and shit <laughs> totally uh, to me though this was a the, you just talked about a lesson that you thought was bad for the girl to take yeah. i didn't love the take that ted lasso had on this one which is like if he just shits on himself mm-hmm then everything's okay. Like nobody can shit on him harder than himself. Like the whole, you want to know how stupid I am? Yeah. Like, I just don't know about that as the message. Like when you're getting buried, you know, you don't fight back because he doesn't want to. You like, I think there's such things to be said about taking the high road, but then he like destroyed himself. Yeah. I think the lesson more is I am was also unsure about that, but I think the lesson is more letting people be themselves. And that is how Ted, feels best to respond to it and so while it might not be how you and i would respond to it um even if we're trying to respond to it gracefully but um, i don't know if that's the healthiest way to respond is by ripping yourself down you know like yeah no i see what you mean i see what you mean i think the argument would be that he's not tearing himself down so much as he's just being good natured about it but i do he's see literally you saying mean. you want to know how stupid i am you want to know how stupid i am you yeah. know like i that- did but i did like the um well i've had i've had more psychotic episodes than twin peaks that was a good that was a good all one. Of them. that was a good They're one all, all good lines and all good moments and it works in this episode but i am just sitting there thinking like this like guy is such an inspiration and i think people a lot of people try to live their lives like ted lasso and i just don't know about that yeah yeah much. yeah so before we go let's do the big the biggin the biggin roxanne i had an opportunity to see john wick Chapter yeah. four, directed once again uh, by Chad Stileski, written by Shay Hatton and Michael Finch. John Wick uncovers a path to defeating the high table, but before he can earn his freedom, he w- must face off against a new enemy with powerful alliances across the globe and forces that, that and forces that turn old friends into foes. Uh, let me pull up Rotten Tomatoes because it might have changed since I last had it open. When I saw it, I had like a 90 or something. Same, same. Let me see. Um, and spoiler free thoughts, probably support. Well, I will say this. I didn't love John wick chapter three, the last one I thought like, okay, so, you know, there's limits to this right now. It's 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and that's funny because people who don't love John wick three, I would think wouldn't love this one. Uh, I loved it. I love, I loved this too, but I loved three. Um, I liked three. I rewatched them all before this. I, I, before this movie, I thought the high watermark was two. Two was where really where it all like clicked into place. This might beat it. I, I and when I was worried going in, cause it's a long ass runtime. I think we have a question about it. Um, uh, Jake Hefner asks, uh, at, at almost three hours long, do you think John Wick, Four's runtime helped it or hurt it. I think it worked, honestly. And especially nope, I'm gonna say that for spoilers. Um I think it worked. I think it worked, and I think everybody I think everybody was at at, at peak. I also think they really went all out for this one. Not only um uh we also have another question. Uh Len Kim, aside from Keanu Reeves, who else stands out in John Wick 4? Fucking Donnie Yen, motherfucker. 
Jesus. Um, but not just Donnie Yen. We got fucking um, uh, Hiro- uh, Hiroyuki Sanada uh, um, and uh, uh, Rita uh, Rina Sawayama, who I didn't know was a fucking pop, the daughter, the the daughter of the one yeah. guy. I didn't know she's a fucking pop star. I thought I didn't know that either. Based on this, I'm like, it's probably a stunt lady because she's doing yeah. so good here. No, she's a fucking pop star. Well, goddamn. Um, uh, and um, maybe this is a spoiler. There's a couple few other like action movie icons that appeared deeper in the movie that I was like, oh, fuck. Um, so I won't get into spoilers, but the, long story short, I fucking love this movie. Uh, I think this franchise is fucking great. I think this is a great example of this franchise. It really feels like a bunch of stunt guys getting together. Like, what's the hardest fucking shit we can possibly do? I think one of the best action scenes in any of these movies prior to this, there's a stairway fight between Keanu Reeves and Common in two. There's an action scene in this movie that's like that time. It's like they took that scene and made a movie out of it. <laughs> totally. It was so sick. The I think the runtime was too long. I love this movie. Yeah. And I would have sat there forever. But I felt my audience getting a little antsy. And okay. I think that this could have definitely had a 220, 230 runtime. I love extended action sequences because I'm just sitting there thinking like, holy shit. It's kind of for me like watching a musical. Yeah. Like I love dance numbers. Yeah. And watching the specifically the scene that you were just talking about, the expanded one, you're sitting there thinking like, how you guys were able to shoot this is beyond me. It's I mean, this insane. is insane. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. So that could have lasted three hours itself. And mm-hmm. I would have, I thought it was funny. I thought it was unbelievably well choreographed and done. I thought it was action packed. I thought it was interesting and unique. Like I, I didn't have a problem with the runtime. Like as in, I felt like it was dragging, but I can feel the energy losing steam in the room. And I feel like you could have told just as good of a action story with 15, 20 minutes less. Cause sure. it really was close to three hours. I yeah. Mean. Yeah. Uh, and this was one of the, for me, this was one of the few times where I didn't feel it as much. Uh, cause I was so wrapped up into it, but I totally hear what you're saying and how it could. And, and yeah, there's definitely, you, uh, there's levels to, especially, uh, to a lot of the action scenes where you could have like maybe cut off a level, save yourself some time. I wouldn't have done that. Uh, but I could see how it would have benefited with some audiences. Um, any other non-spoiler thoughts or yeah, non-spoiler thoughts. Uh, I think that this is just one of the best action franchises or just franchises in general. I've never disliked a John Wick movie. I love them all. Yeah. And it's incredible that Keanu Reeves says about five words in this entire movie. Yes. Like, and and I'm just, you just root for him so hard. Yeah. He, he's such a great, I think he was a great choice for this lead because I, I tried to think about what differentiates John Wick from all the imitators that have come out since. And I think part of it is he brings such earnestness to it that no matter how heightened the reality gets, they don't treat it like a joke. Um, And I think that's a lot of because of him. Um, And I also think he's one of, hands down, probably the best action lead working today. And I think a lot of that is his earn. Like, it'd be very easy for this, for John Wick to come off as like kind of like a fucking asshole. But Mm -hmm. kind of Reeves, it, his performance is so it's weird to say, but almost so loving uh, yeah. that, that when, when he said like, when, when he talks about his wife, you're like, I fucking believe it. I believe. And also, you know, I'm going to relate with a guy that just wants to be left the fuck alone. Like just, I just literally, my goal is to leave for all you to leave me the fuck alone. Um, 
this, he's almost this is why the age debate is so funny about how old should Batman be? How old should James Bond be? How, you know, Keanu Reeves is 58 fucking years old. Mm-hmm. Like and it, he is out there like a 30 year old. At the oldest. And like, not just him. Donnie Yen, I think, is older than he is. And he yeah, puts yeah, everybody in, this, in the 60s. He puts to everybody shame. to shame. The, the only problem with Donnie Yen being in this movie is it's hard for me to believe that anybody could even last a minute in a fight with him. It's like you see him moving like, well, this guy's clearly going to murder everyone. <laughs> and they, they made such interesting choices with him that made it seem even more like a musical to me, like more mm-hmm. like a dance. And um, so, so good. Uh, I I feel like... Keanu and Nick Cage both have that thing that you're talking about. The two of them have that, like, the earnestness and the stillness of it. And it's so funny that growing up, people used to say Keanu was a bad actor. You know, that we always heard that. I never thought that, never felt that way. And still to this day, I feel like he fucking understands the assignment every time. 100%. And I think think he's like a lot of movie stars in that there's a few things that he excels at. But he genuinely excels at those fucking things. Like, and, 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 And there's... Like the choice, having rewatched all the movies, like he's making a very distinct choice that when when John Wick talks, it's almost like he's in fucking like like the fighting to him easy, communicating like just talking is like a fucking chore. Totally. Um, it's great, and I think it really works. And I think like a lot of movie star leads, I think he sets the tone for the rest of the movie in a very productive way. I think I think the tone he sets for this movie. Is all and and is probably why it invites so many greats. Like there's so many greats in this fucking movie. Um, it's great. I love it. I think this is a good movie. Um, we're gonna wrap up what we're into, uh, but we're gonna do we're gonna do spoilers. But we're talking about this early. If you wanted to listen to this early, you should go over to Patreon.com/slash/OnlyStupidAnswers. Um, I want to thank everybody that joined us. Uh, Leonard Kim is watching a Shrinking Daisy Jones, Superman and Lois, Gotham Knights. Ooh, boy, Leonard, how is Gotham Knights? <laughs> um, Mike Joyce is watching The Mandalorian Shrieking as well. I need to fucking watch Shrinking. Um, uh, he ch- watched uh, Champions. Um, uh, Kayla Marie uh, was uh, asking us how uh, what we thought of how was Arrow's final season. And I actually thought it was pretty good. Definitely better than The Flash's final season. All right, we'll be right back. Stay tuned for John Wick Chapter 4 Spoilers. Thank you for sticking with us, everybody. We're back for spoilers. And I was thinking I was going to have us do this completely non-spoiler, except for very one very specific thing, other than I would love to gush over. We, I could talk to you for hours about all the fight scenes I loved and, and how they worked. And fucking, what's the, Roxy, do you know off the top of your head the name of that Circle Street in France? No. That street, but that roundabout, there's a whole fight in a roundabout yeah. that fucking like. That was unbelievable. To me, the stair sequence was the well, sequence that I was like. Because anybody that's run up a flight of stairs knows it's it can be especially if you're not in super shape it can be kind of challenging. So imagine filming an action sequence on the one of the tallest staircases in the world over what had to have been days, two weeks. It's like, oh my fucking god! <laughs> the way that that is so impressive, and then down the stairs, up the down yeah. The and stairs. if you've fallen downstairs, you know that can fuck you up bad. If you if stairs can really fuck you up, and so it's like, oh my god. Yeah, but in also the circle, the what you're talking about, that roundabout. That, I mean, everything in here, that the roundabout was like, this is Fast and the Furious with Gun Fu. And yes. I'm so here for this. Holy shit. How are you guys doing this? Yeah, obviously some of it is CG, but some of it's not. And it's like, no. what is happening? <laughs> 
Totally. And then my, my favorite spoiler thing to talk about, though, other than the fighting stuff, is that the dog stuff and this worked so yes. beautifully that it was like, if you're a John Wick fan and you love the first John Wick movie, you know it's been made fun of so many times for being like, it's a guy who goes on a murdering bender because they kill his dog. Yes. And when you boil it down, that is what happened. 100%. The fact that he, would in that moment, when he doesn't shoot the guy and he shoots the guy who's about to shoot the dog, and you're like the full circleness of this and then mm-hmm. like the respect that he gains. Yeah. It just was such a beautiful moment that I was like, I was not expecting to actually have the feels for, like, I was like, fuck yeah, yeah, let's go. Like so good. And shout out to, um, where, Oh, Shamir Anderson, who plays the characters label tracker. I, this was another one where I was like, Oh, this must, I've never seen this guy before. He must be a stunt guy. And it's like, no, he's just an actor, but he was so excellent in the so action good. scenes. Fuck. Like, it's so great. I also wanted to shout out um, Scott Atkins. Anybody that's watched any directed DVD action movies knows who Scott Atkins is. He's a fucking action legend. He plays a character called Killa that you might... I I was watching. He's in, like, a fat suit or whatever. I was like, wait, is that Scott Atkins? And then I saw him move in a fight, and I'm like, that's Scott Atkins. Um, And we haven't mentioned Bill Skarsgård, who I think did a fucking awesome job. I... He's, he was good. I was unsure. I don't talk to a lot of French people. I don't know how good his accent was. <laughs> yeah, who, who knows about that? But oh my God, I thought he was so good. The Chad Stileski, mm-hmm. this is all he's ever directed? So far, yeah, these four movies. What are you doing next? Okay, the, the spoiler thing that we have to talk about, though, obviously being... About. Are you about to say hold, the end of the movie? Hold, hold on, because there's a question that leads into it. Jake Hefner asks, do, did John Wick 4 get you excited for a fifth entry? And and on IMDb, there's a John Wick five, and I'm like, mm, how? Okay, here are my two thoughts on it. My two thoughts on it are we don't we don't see him dead, so I don't know if he's dead. I thought I honestly thought there was going to be a because they they lead right up to the classic fake out where they're basically pretending that he's dead and he's now living right. his life happily, which would have been great for me. <laughs> and I think maybe they are doing that, and maybe in the great who the fuck who knows? Yeah, but also. This, the storyline that's unfinished in this is the storyline with the daughter where she's mm-hmm. like, if you don't kill him, I will. Yes. Um, and we know they both have daughters. We know that the daughter that's left alive and Donnie Yen's daughter exists too. Yes. So there could be a whole John Wick moving forward, revenge of the daughters, Donnie Yen situation. Did you see like- the post credit scene? No. So there's a post credit scene um, where Donnie Yen's going to go see his daughter. There's and a post credit scene. There's a post credit oh. scene, and then the. And Why then, does everybody do that? Uh, and then um, the other daughter, the one that wants revenge, is there, and she pulls out a knife, and then we don't see what happens. Oh no way! So I yeah. predicted it. Yeah. Um, and so the question is, like, for one, if you told me you're going to do a whole spinoff franchise off of Donnie Yen's character, I, well, I'm fucking yeah, there duh. for it. Um, yeah. I want. I don't want him. And to, I want to know more about the eyes, though. When well, yeah, because like, I... the implication is that because we see the tractor gets his hand cut, the implication is that Donian did that to himself. I think it was just an excuse to be like, we have to uh, provide some reason why Donian just doesn't wipe the floor with everybody. I guess yeah. he's blind. <laughs> but I really liked when they say they took your eyes and he said, I gave them to them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what does that mean? Yeah. And his um, physical, before you, you talked about it, but his physical performance in this, not just the action, obviously the action, but like just the way he moves in it. Every scene he steal, and it's just, it's seemingly impossible to do considering considering the cast in this movie. He like steals every scene. He's like, oh yes, this is my movie now. I know, I know. He's so good. 
He's so good. And I just watched It Man for the first time and I'm so obsessed with him. Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. You got a little uh, tease of It Man in this where he does one of his like rapid fire, pun- like just demolishes a person mm-hmm. with a yeah. rapid fire punch. You're like, God, oh my God, he'd fucking kill me. <laughs> yeah. So I, I do think though that there is room for for John Wick to still be alive. Yeah. Because this mo- franchise is so over the top and I wouldn't be mad at that. Yeah. Or I think that there's so many spinoffs that they're working on right now. I yeah, mean, it's a whole got, franchise. Yeah, we've got the ballerina um with Anna de Armas. we've got the continental show unfortunately with mel gibson um brutal yeah um do you do you is there any chance in your mind that john wick five the that announcement is just kind of a fake out i don't think so i think there's gonna be a john wick five this movie i think is gonna make all the money yeah I, 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 I do, but the part of me that makes me feel like maybe it's not because it really does feel like like so many action icons are in this it, it really does feel like they knew it was the end. Like we're this is this is it. This is our swan song. Maybe. And what a good note to end on, in my opinion. It will be. If it ends here, I'd be stoked. Yeah. But I also would be stoked for there to be a fifth one. I will follow this franchise into the ground. Yeah, same. Uh same. I, and real quick, I did also want to mention you talked about Keanu Reeves acting. There's a fucking moment. And I think this and this is why I talk about the sincerity. There's a moment when he's on the boat with Lawrence Fishburne and Ian McShane, both great um in this movie. Um and they're talking about, uh, I didn't like that they killed Lance Reddick. That fucking bummed me out. Uh, but anyway. That bummed me out too. I love him. Real quick editor's note here. We recorded this literally right before the news broke that Lance Reddick had passed. Uh, if you're wondering why we didn't mention it, uh, mentioning it now. Uh, heartbroken. Lance Reddick is not only fantastic in all the John Wick movies, but The Wire and so many other amazing projects. Uh, I didn't want to have the episode go up without us at least mentioning it. Fantastic actor. Check out his work. And just make sure you tell your loved ones how much you care about them. Okay, back to John Wick. But but uh, uh, he's fantastic. But anyway, they're talking about what you put on the grave. And he gets up and he's like, loving husband. And they're like, what? That's what I want on my grave. Fucking gutted me. Fucking, and a John Wick movie of all movies fucking gutted me. Because again, like his performance is so consistent with all these. Like, you know, that's fucking true. Like, he fucking yeah. means that shit. Oh, totally fucking good movie please go watch it prove roxy right give it all the money makes these movies make me so fucking happy anyway uh that's it from us roxy where can people find you everywhere at roxy stryer you can find me at dj track talks trash you can follow the show everywhere that matters on only stupid answers but on twitter yank out the vowels from stupid got it right that time and again if you want to uh uh Check out our other reviews for Last of Us or The Mandalorian or Ted Lasso. You can do that over at patreon.com slash only stupid answers. We'll see you all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.